This time each and every Friday morning, every era of Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, on this Thursday, Cholamoid Erev Yom Tov, we get to hear Rabbi Yudin address us regarding the final two days of the holiday of Pesach. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Yom Tov. And good Arab Shabbos for tomorrow. Let me say, wow, as we complete the Yom Tov of Pesach, Tuf Shin, Ayin Hei, 5775, let me begin by saying how special this Arab Yom Tov is. In what way? Well, we will connect with Eretz Yisrael and for the please God in the future when we will have our third base Hamigdash. We begin this morning with the 607th mitzvah of the Torah. Mitzvah Tuf Reish Zion. And what is that? Lehisvados Vidui Ma'aser. We need to know that <clears throat> The land of Israel, the produce of the land of Israel, when it grows, the Jewish land owner is not permitted to eat from the, the produce of the land. It is called tevel. The owner cannot eat from his produce until the various Tithes, trumos, masros have been taken and fulfilled. And therefore, let me give a drop of background. There is what is known as the seven years of a Shemitah cycle. This year is a Shemitah year, a sabbatical year in the land of Israel. The cycle is divided into two years, one, two, and three, years four, five, and six. Every year, the Jewish farmer gives truma to the Kohen, and that is, the rabbis tell us, 2% of his crop. After that, every year, the Torah tells us, as we're going to read from the Kriyas Torah this Shabbos, from the fifth book of the Torah, in Parshas Re'eh Hamishi, Aseir Ta'aseir. Every year, there is to be, after the Truma has been designated, there is to be two tithes. The first tithe, 10%, that's left, namely, you started, let's say, with 100 bushels. So 2% goes to Mr. Kohen. You have 98 bushels left. So 9.8 bushels goes every year to Mr. Levi. That's called Ma'aser Rishon, the first tithe. But the Torah says, Aser to Aser. So in addition to the first 10%, the Jew gives 
after that 10%, a second 10% called Ma'aser Sheni in the first and second, fourth and fifth years. This 10% is taken and brought to Yerushalayim where the farmer and his family eats the produce in Yerushalayim. If the produce is too plentiful for him to bring from wherever he lives, then he redeems his podem, the produce, onto money and brings that money to Yerushalayim where it must be uh, used only for the buying of food and drink, causing the individual to spend time in Yerushalayim. Now I'd like to pause for a moment and note that I am not an authority on constitutions of all nations, but I find it very hard to imagine that any other constitution would have as part of it a law that you have to take a vacation. In other words, we all know of workaholics that unfortunately don't take vacations, and even those who do take vacations, where are we going? Are we going to Acapulco? Are we going here? Are we going there? The Torah says you are going to Yerushalayim. Why? Because as the Torah says, and we'll read it again, as I said on Shabbos, Leman Tilmad, Leyira Es Hashem. Coming to Yerushalayim is an inspiration. The farmer who spends most of his time on the farm, now he is brought to Yerushalayim, sees the Kohanim, sees the Sanhedrin, because they are meeting as an extension of the base Hamigdash. And as such, he and his family, and if he can't go, at least one from his family is going, is going to be inspired. And this inspiration is going to be brought back to each and every home. Nothing less than remarkable and exciting. So this is first and second, fourth and fifth years. And year three and year six of the cycle, the second 10% is called Ma'aser Oni, as the Torah prescribes, that second 10% is given to the poor. Now, after three years of a cycle have passed, in the fourth year and on the seventh year, where we find ourselves now, at the completion of the Yom Tov of Pesach, which is happening in Mirza Hashem. Today, literally tomorrow, there is a mitzvah, the 607th mitzvah of Vidui Ma'aser. Ideally, says the Chinuch, there is a recitation which the Torah calls for. This recitation is to 
be made in the base of Nigdash. If not, the farmer can make it any place in the land of Israel. And what is basically the recitation? He recites, Bi'arti HaKodesh V'Rabayis. I have fulfilled that which the Torah has asked of me, and I have discharged my obligation. I have literally separated, designated the various trumos ma'asros, and more important, I have given them to the respective people, to the Levi, to the Kohen, have brought to Yerushalayim, to the poor. Wow! So basically, I have complied, fulfilled what the Torah has asked of me. Now, interestingly, this is called by our rabbis, Vidui Ma'aser. The term Vidui, we're all familiar with, is related to a confession. What kind of confession is this? You're saying you have fulfilled that which you were supposed to do. There is, therefore, an exciting support note on this Pasuk, who learns that Bi'arti HaKodesh Minabayas, which is the main part of the formula of this recitation, the Jew is saying as follows, I have removed the holy, meaning the tithes, from my home. I've given them to Levi and Kohen, etc. As opposed to had we not sinned with the sin of the Chaita Egel, the golden calf, then each home which has a Kohen, excuse me, a Bechor, each home which has a firstborn, would have had the opportunity of giving the gifts of Truma and Ma'aser to the Bechor. It was only after the sin of the golden calf that it was taken away from the Bechor and given to the Kohanim Levim. And therefore, it's called Vidui Ma'aser because we are remembering and confessing our having fulfilled, unfortunately, and participated the sin of the golden calf. So, Again, today is that very special Erev Yom Tov. Erev Yom Tov of Ashnas Habir, whereby when we had a base of Migdash, we'd make sure that all of the Chumos Maisros had been removed from our home. And we say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have done ours. Please God, you do yours and shower the Jewish people with bracha. Now we continue. The theme of the last two days of Pesach, Shvisha Pesach, is the anniversary of our crossing the Red Sea, the miraculous deliverance of Kriyas Yamsuf, and we have the Achron Shal Pesach, whereby an extension of this day, the Haftorah points us to the future when, please God, there's going to be the coming of Moshiach. Very special last days. Now listen, the theme of the last days is that of Ahava, love. We read Shira Shirim this Shabbos, Achron Shel Pesach, and the theme of Shira Shirim is 
Tocho Rotsov Ava, this continual Ava displayed by God, love for His people through the Beis Hamidrash. I'd like to share with you a very exciting medrash from Shir Hashirim, chapter 2, on the Pasuk, Kol Dodiba, Per Beis Pasuk Ches. So the medrash tells us that. When Moshe Rabbeinu said to the Jewish people, we're getting out of here. They said to him, Moshe Rabbeinu, Heichonu Nigolim, how could we get out? Hello, HaKadosh Baruch said to Avram, we're going to be here 400 years, and we've only been here 210. So listen to Moshe's answer. Moshe said, Ho'il v'uchafetz b'gu'ulaschem, because God desires your Redemption. He doesn't look at the numbers. He is medalig el ha'horem. He's skipping over. And Reb Nechemia says, <clears throat> they said to Moshe, how can we get out? We don't have sufficient good deeds. So once again, Moshe says to the people, Since he desires, he wants your redemption, he does not look upon your bad actions. What a beautiful demonstration of Ahava, which literally God says, I want you. I love you. And this is the theme of Kriyas Yamsov. It wasn't that long ago, we remember at the Pesach Seder, that we recited right before Dayenu, Rebbe Leezer How do I know that each Maka that God brought had an extension of not just one, but four? And so in Mitzrayim it was 40. But Al Hayam, Lokum Wasayim, 200 makos at the splitting of the Red Sea. And Rabbi Kiva says, I'll raise you. Each makos was five. In Egypt it was 50. At the Yamsuf it was 250. What does that mean? At the Yamsuf it was 200, 250. God showed even greater love. And as Rabbi Reisman explains very beautifully, when it comes to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, every night, all we say, and every morning in terms of the Shema, all we say is one verse. At the end of the Shema, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, Asher Mitzrayim. I am your God who took you out of Egypt. However, every night and every morning, what do we say? We elaborate and we point out, Hamavir Bono Ben Yamsuf, right, literally that he caused his children, and the very, very special relationship between God and the Jewish people became one. We became his children at Kriyas Yamsov. And we accepted his kingship, and we recite and cite from the Shira. Why we elaborate? Because Hashem, so to speak, went beyond. He could have saved us without this incredible miracle of the 12-lane highway of Kriyas Yamsov. It would have been enough 
had it split just in the middle and we would have walked through on dry land. But no, each tribe had their own lane. There were fruit trees in the Yam. All this showed Hashem's Ava, His great love for the Jewish people, which was displayed at Kriyas Yamsuf. This Yom Tov is one which can be encapsulated. It is the Yom Tov of love. And therefore, the excitement that we have coming in to this last Yom Tov is one whereby we remind ourselves that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has great love for him. We reciprocate this love and based upon, as I pointed out, the Haftorah that we're going to be reading this coming Shabbos, when by the way, we recite Yiskor this Shabbos, the Haftorah that we have is a reminder to us that this love that he showed to us at Yamsuf, Hoel, as the Medrash says, who he desires our geula. Every time we say the bracha, bracha to Hashem, goal and goel Yisrael, he redeems us, he wants us, we too reciprocate this love to him. I close with the reminder that this Motsa'e Shamis is the completion of Pesach when you authorized your rabbi to sell chametz on your behalf. Please give him time to renegotiate with the non-Jew so that the chametz can become yours. And please do the necessary inquiry to find out in your community which places you can and which places you cannot purchase chametz after Pesach in order to comply with the law of chametz she'avar alav ha'Pesach. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family and all our listeners a wonderful Yom Tov while we do not recite a Shehechiyonu neither nor, nor the women when they light candles, please God tonight, nor the men when Kiddush is recited however it is such an exciting Yom Tov crowned with the attribute of Ahava I wish everybody a good Yom Tov and a good Shabbos, enjoy the last days of the Chag.